On this DMV Sports Roundtable, the state of the Redskins about a quarter of the way through. Bryce Harper, are you staying in Washington? You, you never know what's going to happen. My heart lies here, and you know if I'm going to you know play somewhere and have some fun and enjoy that, then you know hopefully I'm in those plans to stay you know stay where I'm at. But uh, if I'm not, you know, I'm not scared to change either. Dimitri Soda is here with our Skins beat reporter George Wallace, the man with the encyclopedic sports knowledge, Jamal Bowens. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at DMV Sports Round One. Jamal is on. Twitter at DMV Sports 2015. George is at G Wallace WTOP. I'm at Dimitri WTOP. And getting all that out of the way, we always uh, like to check in on the X's, including <laughs> Kirk Cousins, who uh, lost that. Well, I, I don't want to put it all on him, but the Vikings certainly lost to a very he power, lost powerful Rams team, and there was that fumble at the end. So yeah, he lost. There's, it. there's that. <laughs> he lost it. I mean, you can sugarcoat for what it was. I know that all the. Kirk Cousins stands and fans and supporters or whoever, uh, they don't like to hear that. But it, it is what it is. He's a fumbler, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is a fumbler. He's, I, I'm not. But, you know, people I are. Think you are. Well, no, I'm not. People are, are going <laughs> crazy. He, he's doing exactly what we know of him to do. Yeah. Yes, he put up gaudy numbers. He does that. He is a, a stat pattern. We've gone over this, you know, time and time again. And people keep throwing out the numbers. Yeah, yeah, he'll throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards. He won't win you the big game. And how many fumbles did he give up last week? Three? And by the way, the other thing is, forget about last night. He, 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 last week played down the competition against the Bills. Against we Buffalo. Before? Yeah. Against, and going against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. You know, this guy is making $84 million. This is the first ever fully guaranteed contract. Uh-huh. So if if anyone else is making that money, they would be you're, you're held to a much higher standard. You're under a, a, a bigger lens of a microscope, and you're going to get dissected. And we're not really reaching for anything. This is something that's been documented. That's why I hated him taking sacks. So I like Alex Smith so much because last week Alex Smith made two plays with his feet that Kirk Cousins' ass would never do, never. When he scrambled out and got those two first downs, that's a play that I look at and say, you know what, Kirk would never have done that, and that's why I appreciate Alex Smith. But with, with Kirk, he takes sacks, and we all know from watching him over the past year, a couple years, that when he does, he has a tendency that ball becomes there's a hot potato and it's going it's going to hit the floor. And it happened at the wrong time, and he lost three of them last week. One thing I personally don't know enough about Vikings fans is, have they seen enough now that they want a quarterback change? Not that they would get that, but... No, No, I don't don't think so. I think they've got enough. He's got enough supporters here. You know, I mean, there were people that were rooting for, still did root for Minnesota because they love Mm -hmm. Cousins so much. There's no secret. I've never been a huge fan of his. I don't dislike him, but I, I just don't, he's not as special to me as some people would prop him up to be because I look beyond the numbers. And sometimes the numbers do lie. But like Rasheed Wallace said, ball don't lie. And that ball hit the floor. Sure did. And game was lost. I mean, you know, you're one, two, and one right now if you have a couple games. What is with all these like odd, this just all these ties is yeah. odd this year. Well, you know, one, two, and one. And, and that's what happens when you change the overtime format and you change right. and, you, and you, you lessen the time. Ridiculous. And the Steelers, Steelers are one, one, and one. Yeah. Or one, one, and two, or something weird like that. Well, Steelers, Browns, and the Packers, Vikings. Wow, that's. Way too right? much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, that's way too many ties. It's been a very bizarre season. 
to yep. say the least, in this in this first quarter. No ties for the Skins record. Two and one. And, of course, uh, relaxing now. Guys resting before the long 13-week stretch. We've had two great games and one dud. I still don't know who they are. I know who they can be. Mm-hmm. And I, I know who they should be. But I don't know if Gruden wants to, you know, he's going up against Sean Payton. Will he try to, you know, outsmart himself by trying to outcoach Payton or outscheme Payton or try to go in knowing that he's well, going against— Well, they had a good against, scheme last year against New Orleans. They did. They had that game won. They did. But, see, this year, it's, it, the plan needs to be simple because they lost another— What I don't want to see from them next Monday— is them trying to get into a shootout. You can't get into a shootout with Drew Brees in that dome. You can't do right. it. Now, if they establish the run, because mm-hmm. they're secondary, they just lost another starting corner and signed David Amerson, who we all remember. I remember him. You know, So he got cut from Kansas City, whose defense is garbage. Secondary is garbage. And their secondary right now is a walking wounded. They are Swiss cheese, but I want them to establish the run first. The Saints are going to have to make a choice. Either they're going to get gashed by the run with Peterson and Thompson, or if they try to stop the run, as soon as they put anybody else, eight or nine guys, or bring up a safety, it's over. Jordan Reed, Crowder, and those guys are going, and Davis are going to run free through the middle. Hopefully that will open up one-on-one on the outside for Doxson and Paul Richardson. Doxson had his best game, I would say, last year yeah, against there. the Saints. Yep. So he's got to get jump-started at some point. Hopefully this is the one that does it. But what do you think, Joe? What's your, what's your take through the first quarter of this season? You hope that the Colts thing was a, you're not going to see that again, the way they came out and played that game. Right. Because the start was a lot better against the Packers. It's like it was against Arizona. So I think you'll see that again against New Orleans. It's just going to be a matter. And, and look, but let's, you know, you say, oh, well, they, they, they came out against the Colts because the Colts aren't that high powered. You know, supposed to, you know, weren't supposed to lose that game. Well, there aren't many games on the schedule that teams right. left that you're going to play down to. Exactly. If any. So you should be ready to play every game. And I think, like I said last week, that I think that there are too many veterans in this locker room that are. They weren't going to let that happen again. Yeah. And also, we didn't see that. Yeah, but I also think this team has a tendency, not to say that they're front runners, but they have a tendency sometimes when they get a little bit of attention because they don't get much, and understandably so. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people that get upset that they don't get the love from nation. They, they shouldn't because no. they haven't done anything to, to garner that. But I think sometimes when they do get a couple blurbs here and there, and now you've got you know the second-ranked, uh, overall defense, defense, I believe they are now. Yeah, I think going into that Colts game, people were like, okay, we expect them to win that game. They're getting picked across the board, and then I think they read, they they drink their own Kool Aid a it's little possible. bit. They, they feel themselves a little bit sometimes. And I think and they basically said that. Over the years. I think they kind of said that lot, that that week about it, like you know maybe you know a little, got a little too complacent, over, too overconfident. Yeah, that's why I said you know what Adrian Peterson said after the game to us. He goes, I guarantee you're not going to see that next week. So I, that's why I think. You know, this team is different mentally. There's a lot of veterans yeah. in there. So. And then from and like you touched on with the schedule, from here on out, with the exception of right now, the Cowboys and the Giants yeah, look like hot garbage. But outside of that, you got to play. There's no one that that you're going to be favored against uh, that I can think of. You got you got Cam Newton in them. You've got you know all these different teams. You got Atlanta, you got Saints, you Panthers, got the Cow- NFC South, Cowboys, just Giants, just period. The NFC South in, in itself. Yeah, you know even 
yeah, Tampa Bay's defense is not great, and I don't know. I'm just waiting for uh, the Fitz magic to peter out, and then they get into the whole James Winston this week? thing. They haven't announced that, have they? I think he starts. Who? This is my opinion. I think Fitzpatrick starts. Oh, they, yeah, they haven't announced I don't, it, I don't right? think I, They haven't announced it, but uh, he hasn't done anything yet to say, you know, James hasn't been there. Yeah, I kind of He hasn't played Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he—, he through a couple picks, which is, you know, that's part of his M.O. Over, over the years. We know what he is. He's been around, you know, over 10 years. So this is not new. It's not a new show for him. Mm-hmm. Even though people think it is every year when he has a, a hot streak or a hot start and people think that, you know, he's a second coming. Go ask the Jets about that. Right. They got fooled. Or the Titans, you know, people that, that got fooled because they thought they had a franchise quarterback. And then, you know. Cinder, it, it turns 12 o'clock and he turns back into a pumpkin. <laughs> so, I mean, I think you, you have to keep he, – he's on a hot streak. You stay with the hot hand. Let Jameis work his way. Because if I'm Jameis Winston, it's a matter of time. Fitzpatrick is not going to – this is not a Case Keenum uh, sort of thing where he's going to sustain this one time season. Yeah, I don't season. think so either. And I don't think you he, bench him. He's going to I don't think you bench him. Were they 2-1? and one? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they lost the other night to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and their defense is not good. But he played well against Pittsburgh. You almost brought him back, too. You know what? Pittsburgh's defense is not that good this year. That secondary is is not good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's Pittsburgh. And and you think about defense when you say Pittsburgh. If if, if you've looked at the Steelers for the first three weeks, their defense is not that great. Mm -hmm. Carolina Panthers signed free agent safety Eric Reed. This is a one-year deal. Many people know Reed was caught up in a similar controversy as Colin Kaepernick regarding kneeling during the national anthem to protest social injustice, police brutality. So my question for you guys is, are we now seeing GMs and team owners say, enough, we need these players, and we're signing them? To me, it's like... He didn't even work out. You know, they signed him. I bet he starts this week. Well, he shouldn't have to. Or they're on a bye. They're, yeah, they're on yeah. a bye just like we are. He he shouldn't have to. And then through the uh, whole offseason, it, it came, came out, and even last week, that San Francisco did offer him a deal, but they've been lowballing him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's why he turned around. Because he got an offer from San Francisco last week, which was probably significantly less than what Carolina, Carolina offered. Yeah. First of all, other thing aside, he's a good football player. Oh, yeah. So just looking at it, and they said it's a football decision. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true... I doubt that, but it sounds good. But overall, in terms of, you know, does this open up to Kaepernick signing with someone? I think right now it looks like a gesture to me. Because if you're really going to do it, you would have signed Kaepernick. If he signs now, it would be just a gesture? Well, I think signing Reed is a gesture. It's one of the, the NFL tries to figure out what is the smallest thing we can do uh-huh. that looks like we're making a, a, a big, you know, statement. If you're going to make a big statement, then you, mean, yeah. you sign Kaepernick that's because it. that is the name that is going to. That, that's that's the one. Reed is nice, yeah. And still, the most interesting thing is he his name is still on the grievance. Mm-hmm. He still has his court case along with Kaepernick. Right. So that's another interesting nugget to go along with it is that the NFL did not force him say look we're going to sign you. But uh you got to drop this case. And I thought that I thought that might have been yeah, a scenario be, if yeah. either one of them signed. This is a new owner. New owner. So it's not one of the good old boys, you know, that that might have colluded with other owners around the league. This is somebody new. And maybe that's what it'll take. Because old that, ownership wouldn't have signed him. No, and, and and that's the thing. Yeah, 
maybe Cap needs to wait for, I don't know how you wait for new ownership. But, I mean, maybe maybe that's what it is. Couldn't the Raiders really use Kaepernick right now? Among other teams? (laughs) Yeah. Raiders could use a lot. San Francisco. (laughs) I mean, I'm looking at the names of uh and I I know it would be completely polarizing if he went back to San Francisco. Um I don't know what his relationship with is with, with Lynch in the front you. office. Which one would be more? Kaepernick going back to San Francisco or Kyle trading for Griffin to go to San Francisco? <laughs> I know you're going to throw his name in there. No. 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 You take already three got nothing to do with this. This is bigger than that. Come on. No. Start in trouble. We're not going to dumb this down with, with RG3 talk. RG3 could still get an opportunity in Baltimore. You never know what Flacco's exactly. cooking he's, up there. He's there. You know, and I don't know. We're getting off because you got me start about start talking about the damn Ravens. This is the bigger no, issue. No, I wasn't talking about the Ravens. Well, I, I was started, talking about I, the I quarterback who is, who is inactive every road. week that could go somewhere that needs a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you that's going to that. get called Kevin Hogan. You could do play. that, but I mean, if you look at the names, and this this has been going on ever since this Kaepernick thing has, has gotten started, and teams have have had quarterback holes, and they brought in all these names that you know Tom Savage and Chad Henney, and and just names of what, why? <laughs> like, come on, man, these these dudes these dudes are terrible. I know that's what I'm saying. Take a chance. Nike took a chance, a calculated chance, because yeah, right, they, they yeah. would never do anything right. that is not going to generate revenue. Right. So they did their homework, like we talked about here before. So that was that was a calculated risk that they took, and it paid off. Their sales doubled. Yeah. After that campaign, so if I'm an NFL owner, and you are just like the president, owner, chairman of Nike, you're in the day, it's about your bottom line and making money for your franchise. If I'm looking at that and what happened with Nike, I'm a little more at ease if I'm an owner. Because if you're an owner, you're thinking backlash from my fans. Mm-hmm. No one's going to show up. Uh, I'm losing revenue. People are not going to buy merchandise. People are going to boycott. But if you're an NFL franchise, you know, you're worth a couple billion. You know, you might not be Nike, but you're worth a couple billion. Yeah. And you might tap into another market that you never tried to tap into or cater to before. And Nike is definitely finding that out. So I don't think from that standpoint, if owners are about their money, it's not going to hurt you financially at this point. If you're looking at Nike, yeah, they took a bit of a loss, but their profit off of that was much greater than any loss they they took. Yeah. If you're Goodell and the guys in the, the New York office, the calculation is how many people will tune out versus tune in with that splash. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it, it's a wash. It, it's, it's, it might be a wash. Yeah, it's hard it might, to tell. Because I think there are enough on both sides. Yeah. It, it, it could be a wash. It could be 50-50. Or, you know, you could have people that already are tuned in or, or fans of that team. You might double down. You might, you might have people that, you know, just because – of the backlash against Nike, you had people like, you know what, I'm going to go out and get more Nikes. Right. Oh, yeah, it's possible. You know, and you have people that are a casual fan of a team but believe and root for Kaepernick and what he's doing and believe in his cause. And you might say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy those, those, those season tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy more merchandise from this team. 
I'm going to do more to support this team because they signed Kaepernick, who I support. And through supporting him, I'm going to continue to support this team. Or you could have people who do not watch football at all but are staunch Kaepernick supporters. Right. And whatever team that he lands on, fan of that sport, team, city, whatever, they will buy that merchandise. I think that's true. They will They will buy that. It, it doesn't matter what team it is. People who support, he's got that much of a following, that much of a backing behind him. He brings the nation behind him. There's a lot of folks that are coming with Captain. Wherever he lands, he's bringing a lot of folks with him. Well, you know, also the other thing is, too, teams may not you don't want to deal with all that right now. You sign him, you got the media, you got everything. You got a whole all sorts of questions. They won't be about football. You know what? But that's... I'm just saying, I think that goes... I'm sure teams think that way. Yeah, but you know what? You could say that every year. You could find any sort of, of storyline. Mm-hmm. That's just sports. There's going to be media questions about something. It may not me be on this scale, and I'm not. I'm, that's the team uncomfortable. I don't think a lot of the players would be uncomfortable answering those questions. They're probably like, finally, they've been doing. It I now. can say yeah. what I want to say because you're asking me. Right. It is. It's not just me. You know, just taking the media time to say, hey, I want to say this today. And then you're looking at me like I'm on my soapbox and I'm preachy and I'm no. Yeah. Ask me that. That's what they want. They want the media. They want people to ask them those questions so they can get their views out. And if you're a a teammate of Kaepernick, you're welcoming those questions. Some would. Some would. It might divide a little bit. But, you know, if they're smart about it, if you don't, you don't necessarily agree with it. You'll keep it in house and keep it to your damn self, and be professional enough to say, you know, give the little coat speak or whatever it I'm is. To, he's your your here. generic he's, answer. He's our teammate who support right. him. Blah, exactly. Blah, 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 your blah. generic answer and keep your feelings to your damn self or express it behind closed doors. But I think yeah. that majority of the players would breathe a sigh of fresh air if their team did do that. I know Foles is there, but the Eagles, who's got a lot of outspoken people. You know, you, you have Malcolm Jenkins, and then you have Long, and they signed Michael Bennett. These three have been, you know, outspoken. When you have people like that to embrace that, and then they can speak freely. Mm-hmm. Yes, ask me about him, please. That's what they want. It would divide a little bit, but I think it would be more to your point. It would be more nervousness from the higher-ups yeah. and, you know— how things optics from the outside look in terms of the players, I think they most would welcome. I would say at least 70, 75%, yeah. if not more. One more football question here that we got to get to Bryce Harper. The NFL sack rule. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's absolutely not gonna, it's ridiculous. It's not going to change. I don't – what are we doing? The fact that the head of officials have to call into a TV broadcast to explain that it was a good call is – Exactly. What, what are we – That's and, all you need to know. Poor Clay Matthews. Come on, that's two weeks in a row he got. Alex I know, but the problem is, is the problem is, but that was clean as hell. And it's not a penalty, but under the new rules, it is. That's the problem. Well, what are we doing? Well, we're not. I mean, it, I mean, that would we? But I mean, just is what? What are you doing with football? What are we doing? You put on, you know, would take off the pads and and just put the flags on. That's the way it looks. And it's bringing Ocho Cinco and them are doing it on, on ESPN or NFL Network. Just play the flag football because this is ridiculous. You cannot ask 
300-pound men going at full speed. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to tuck him in the bed? Put a pillow under his head or put a, a chocolate on, on the pillow? What do you want him to do? Tuck him in? There has been some you stuff can, like that on social right? media. You and, and it's funny as hell. <laughs> but you cannot stop. You, you, I mean, once you hit the ground, gravity is going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. If you land on top of another human being, I don't know what my body's going to do when you hit the ground and I hit the ground on top of you. It's all ridiculous, but at the same time, they've they've said it. It's not going to change. They have to adjust to it. It sucks. <laughs> no, they. But, had to, I, I don't think the players have to do that. Well, because but it's, the way in they, some situations, it's almost impossible. I understand that, but they're not. But it's from what they said this week, they're not going to change it because they're stubborn. Well, yeah, they're but just stubborn. So the and players well, have to get. They have to you, understand that. I, I get that, and I think players are, for the most part. Clay, you're doing, they're doing what they can do. Yeah. I think Clay said, if I wanted to hurt him, and referring to his hit on Alex Smith, he said, I could have. Yeah. He said, if I want to put extra on it, I could have. If you take someone down and you really want to put your body weight on them and add a little extra thump, you can do that. I mean, it, it, it was a textbook tackle, and there have been, uh, he's not the only one, there have been a few examples of that, but I'm not sure what they want people to do. But on the flip side of that, when Payne threw uh, Rodgers down like a damn ragdoll. That was more of a penalty than I would. I would, if that was called, yeah. I would not have any problem with that. Correct. As opposed to what Clay Matthews did, which was a perfect four tackle, what you're taught to do. Mm-hmm. So now, let's look at the trickle-down effect. Now, college, high school, Pop Warner, Little League. Now, how are you teaching people how to tackle? Right, that's the problem. And now, when there's no defense and people are just running through the players because they don't know how to tackle you, they don't know if they can do it, should they do it? Yeah, it should be at least more clear cut because if you if you're an athlete, if you're going full speed, look, you do what you can. But this, and, and Clay Matthews said it, they're getting soft. Mm-hmm. It's period, point blank, you're getting soft. That's the bottom line, yeah. You know, all sports are really, in, in my interpretation, baseball's getting soft. You can't smash into the catcher anymore, which is one of the best parts of baseball for me growing up. <laughs> hey, man. Seeing the catchers get run up, collisions at the home plate. That's today's world. Maybe. People getting tuned up and going through the lane against Shaq and, and Oakley and guys like that. Physicality. Punk-ass sports these days. Jeez. Maybe the uh, football refs will kind of look for the head turn as a, a, a sign that the player made an effort to, um, well, what about know. the What about the guy who tore his, his Achilles? That didn't... From the Dolphins. Yeah. That's the one that was on Hard Knocks and didn't believe in dinosaurs but believed mermaids. Were oh, right. Something weird like right, that. Right, 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 I right. His, but he tried to slow himself down. And not making a legal hit, and in the process, he ends up hurting himself. William Hayes. You're trying to prevent quarterbacks from getting hurt. Fine, that's I'm all for player safety, but when it in the in the context of a defensive player trying to be safe, and he gets hurt, now where do you draw the line with that? Because yeah, the quarterback, that's the golden boy, that's the golden ticket, that's everybody wants to see. They make the big money, but at the same time. You have to watch out for all your players. And if you got a player that tears the ACL, he's gone for the entire season. That's it for him. You have taken a season out of his career. He's got to try to come back 
for what? Because he's trying to adhere to your rule. Where is his safety? You mentioned the golden boy, the golden ticket. Bryce Harper. Man. Have we seen him for the last time in a home game in a Nats uniform? Let me say this first. Demetri, you are a pro's pro. Did you, <laughs> did you see how he transitioned? I heard. I'm not here witnessing this, but that was a thing of beauty. I'm oh, sorry. I, I, he's done this a few my times. My goodness, this guy is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Go done, ahead, George. He's done this a few times. I, I mean, I think... I think I'm in the minority, but I think Bryce is uh, is going to stay. I think I'm with you. Actually, I, I think that he's. I think it's genuine that he talks about his love for the city, and I don't think that's just coming on now because he knows he's done, he's gone. I think he likes it here. He's got a great relationship with Rizzo. He's got a great mm-hmm. relationship with David Martinez. His wife likes it here. And look, as I've said all along, he's a baseball purist. Like he's a he's a baseball is historian. Like, he loves the game. Right. For him to play his entire career with one team, I think, would mean something. For him to be anywhere he goes, there's already going to be an established star yes. in the past or the present. Right. Here, yes, Ryan Zimmerman's face is franchise with Bryce Harper. When you think of the National, you're going to think he's of Bryce it. Harper. And I think just from marketing, from everything, you know, he's has a chance to do that. And I think it's going to be, the money's going to be there wherever he's going to go. It's mm-hmm. going to be a matter of whether he wants to stay. Now, if the learners go cheap, which they've been known to do, yeah, and completely lowball him and force him and, and don't want him back, then shame on them, then I wouldn't blame him. Well, you know what? I agree with that, that last point about the learners part way because they did take care of Strasburg. They did. So that gives me, because usually, yes, they are cheap. Uh, they don't like to hire uh, managers uh, past two years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for the most part, I think if I was Rendon and Bryce is back, then I would be worried they're going to lowball him. But I think He's that next they— next year, yeah. Yeah, I think that they try to have the same treatment with Bryce as they did with Strasburg. And I don't want to hear—yes, okay, it's fine. The emergence of Soto, that's fine. It makes it different. But he's 19. He's he, right. he could— there's no guarantee that he's right. going to be Bryce Harper. He's 25 years old. Bryce is. Yeah. And it's not as if he's. He's not an old man. Right. And I get. And Robles is great. And Ro- yeah. Sure. And they can come up with him. Yeah. Because, like you said, I mean, and a lot of people need to be reminded that Bryce is still just 25 years old. Just because he's he's been here a long time, you know. Yes. Like you to your point, people are talking about Soto and Rob. Yes, that's the future. Bryce still has a long future. In baseball, so it's it's not like you're getting rid of a a, a 35 year old. He's 25 years old. He's not that far away from you know Soto and Robles. They're doing great things, especially Soto. But who knows? He's 19, like George. He's not. Who knows what he's going to turn into? If but if if I'm Bryce and you're thinking about you know let's throw out everybody wants to throw out the Yankees so let's do what everybody else does the Yankees don't have the money to you no they don't but I'm just I'm just throwing out teams you know you've got mantle if you go to certain teams everybody's got like you mentioned established either star or you know somebody in the past that was a great he has the opportunity if he stays here. You will most likely go down as the greatest net. Mm-hmm. And people, after you're gone, will be trying to chase Bryce Harper mm-hmm. records and Bryce Harper numbers. And you will forever be cemented atop that list. You mentioned Robles, and those guys have plenty of time, but at 25, he's won an MVP. I'm pretty sure that he wants to win here. Yeah. And I think I think he probably looks, if I'm him, you look at Ovechkin, you look at Ovi, 
And yeah, people have been talking for years. So they trade Ovi. Has he Ovi stays his entire career and finally gets one? Yep. And don't nobody can sit here and tell me that Bryce didn't look at that and think that you know what that would be pretty damn cool if I could do that here. Yeah, I, I agree. mean two three hundred million. If you're getting into three four hundred million, then be, I I don't know. It could it could be, I don't think it's gonna be four like it would have been maybe at the beginning of the year. But I it think could if, be you're, if you're talking one or two. You could be. 10 I mean, is, years. is that too low? And this is ridiculous. This words are coming out of my mouth. Is a hundred or two hundred million dollars too low? Oh, it's gonna be higher than that. Oh, it's gonna be. 350. But I'm talking about for 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 the Nets. It's gonna be ten years, three fifty. That's my guess. What number would they not go over? Do you over three fifty? Over three fifty. I, I mean, you know, it depends on the deferred money too. It depends on how they work it out. Yeah. You know, you give ownership in the team and the way he's going. You know, who knows? Well, give I mean, a mistake you know in the what, team. Dimitri, what do you think? I think he's gone. You do. Yeah, uh-huh. due to the learners right. not being willing to punt. I'm, I don't want that to happen. See, I, uh, I think that could be. I mean, you know, I think this is. I get a different. I think it's a Strasburg sort of situation. I mean, that would because be terrific. Terrific. my That'd point be is this: the whole thing with Jordan Zimmerman, homegrown talent, Desmond, homegrown talent, right? And they come out, you you low bomb and they walk. At yeah. some point, your homegrown talent you need to take care of. You yeah. took care of Strasburg, right? Rendon's your guy too. Yeah. At some point, you need to you need to do it. And yes, I get it. And the argument you could make also for Bryce is. Yeah, you need him. You didn't win a playoff series with him, so it's exactly. not as if. But if there's anybody I want at the plate in oh, a sure. game in a, in a, in a, in a yeah. crucial spot is Bryce. I mean, it, you know what? I can both ways. I won't be torn or uh, I won't be shattered if he left, with or without Bryce. The cupboard is not bare. We've mentioned Robles. We've mentioned Soto. You've got Trey Turner. You got Rendon. If you resign him, you got mm-hmm. Michael A. Taylor. I sound like a. Uh, F.P. Santangelo. <laughs> <laughs> you got Michael A. Taylor. You've got Eden. The cupboard is not bare. You know, you, you add whatever money. If, if Bryce walks, you take that and you put it towards pitching. You get a couple more bats in if you, if you need. But you have, you know, you got Defoe. You've got some, you've got a lot of talent to build around with, you know, even without Bryce Harper. So the window to win is is not closed just because Bryce walks out the door. Correct, and that's what they're thinking, too. And to your point about uh, Desmond and Zimmerman, yes, they were homegrown, but those two were not face of franchises like Strasburg and Harper. Mm -hmm. Yes, Zimmerman was was great. I'm taking nothing away from him. And Ian Desmond went through a lot to become the player that he is now, but those two are not the face of of the franchise. Strasburg, whether he wants to be or not, either he wants to, even if he wants to just stay behind uh, Scherzer, he is still considered one of the faces of the franchise. Yeah. When you talk about the Nats, well, you talk about Max, you talk about Harper, Max, and Strasburg. Those are the three names that, that roll off anyone's tongue when you mention this franchise. I have a feeling, usually, I would have been on your side, Dimitri, and I'm surprised by George. I was expecting, like with Cousins, he's gone, he's out the door. <laughs> That's it, close the book, I'm telling you right now, he's leaving. But I'm, I'm on your side. I have a feeling that, yes, the learners, Thanks, to, to your point, hey, I got your back, <laughs> homie, I got your back. I hope you guys are right. Is there any sense of whether they would try to take care of this? I mean, the season's over after this weekend. Take care of it soon, or is it going to be a long, drawn-out? Well, they have negotiated. They can talk to them through now, through the end of the World Series, so exclusively. Yeah. So we'll see. But I it th- could be a Boris thing when you want to wait. Uh, well, yeah, and, it's, and that's the other thing. That's either that's a double-edged sword because, yes, they have – Boris is going to get the most for his client, no matter who it comes from. The positive thing is that 
the Nats have dealt with him on Strasburg and other players. So there, it's it's like a Drew Rosenhaus thing with the Redskins and, and Clinton Porters. You have a relationship and negotiating with Boris, and he knows you know what he what to expect in negotiating with the learners. So there is there is shared respect and history there going into it. Mm-hmm. Scott is not going to let his client not test the waters. Now the Nets can say whatever they want from now and until you know free agency officially opens. But I would fully expect I would be surprised if he signed before. Yeah, the I market opens. You would have already had it if that. I yeah, think you and, and I think for for him or any athlete, that would be foolish of you not to explore all of your options. Don't don't narrow yourself. That's the one thing that you know players. Yeah, he's been there the whole time, but everybody wants just like LeBron. Everybody wants to just touch free agency. <laughs> want to feel love? Yeah, they, they want to get wined and dined. They want to go through that recruitment process again. Even if in your mind you do want to stay where you are, yeah. and you and he's going to give them every opportunity. Yeah, I don't. Think it's just him saying this is my city. This is you know whatever because he's on the well. I think he genuinely feels that way. He's going to give them every chance in the world to you know try to make him an offer that he's comfortable with. But at the same time, he will test the market. There you have it. Any final thoughts on anything? Enjoy your bye week. Get your rest. Because if you're like me, you'll be dragging ass on Tuesday after the Monday night game. Especially you, George. <laughs> Are you going to New Orleans? I'm not. Come on, man. Let's, He'll be a spectator. Would, come on, tell him open up the open up the purse strings a little I bit. I would love to. I tried. It's not happening. You could oh, pay your own way, but that's a bad precedent to set. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Orleans, you, you yeah. can expense it if no, you did. I tried. Tried it. You <laughs> tried it before. That's where I've tried. That's why I tried to get to go. It's not happening. Oh man, y'all got to put my man George in the budget, man. Throw him some dollars. <laughs> well, the DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, PodcastOne.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap Listen for George and. Jamal, I'm Dimitri. And for Redskins fans, large and small, all around the world, soon heading to the Big Easy, God help us.